everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. I am your host, Katie Zaccardi, and I'm so excited you are joining me for today's episode. Today, I wanted to talk about something that I have never even really touched on on the podcast, but it has to do with growing your team and support system and knowing how and when to invest and when to not invest. Now, you might be wondering, okay, what the heck does this have to do with like wellness <laughs> and mental health? I think it's an important topic because oftentimes as indie musicians, and if you're listening to this podcast, you're likely a musician, you may have a small team, or you might be doing things totally solo, or you might be an industry professional listening to this as well and just thinking about keeping your musicians in mind and how you can best serve them, serve the people that you work with. This is really important because I think that oftentimes it's like, let me just try to do this alone for as long as possible. I'm going to do it all myself and I'm not going to get help. But then we run into a point where we're feeling really stressed and potentially feeling kind of burnt out because we're not actually able to handle all of this on our own and we shouldn't be expected to. Not to mention that there's a lot of different areas of expertise in the music industry and a lot of different things that an indie artist would want to do, like press. I mean, this is aside from, you know, writing and recording amazing music and performing music. There's booking shows, there's doing press, there's social media. There's so many other things that are part of this and you're not expected to be an expert in all of these things. In fact, that would be nearly impossible to be an expert in all of these things. So the question becomes, when is it appropriate to grow my team and when is it appropriate to invest? And while these are mostly the same, when you would be growing your team, you would be investing in people, they're not they're not always the same because there's always some ways that you can start to grow your team slowly by taking on like interns or asking favors or things like that. So that's what we're going to get into today. So to get started with this episode, I'd actually like to take you guys through a clarity exercise around this topic. So I want you to take out a pen and paper or maybe just take out the notes app on your phone if you're commuting and you don't have pen and paper ready and write down everything that you do in your business as an artist. So I'm going to say, I'm going to keep saying this for the rest of time, but being an artist is having a business. It's being an entrepreneur. And you have to think of your music career like a business in order to really be as successful as you, as I'm assuming you've set out to be. So we're going to write down everything that you do in your business of being an artist. So you might write down writing songs, Uh, recording songs or working with a producer. You might write down doing my own social media, doing my own Facebook, Instagram, I don't know, Snapchat, MySpace, whatever it is you're on these days, TikTok. Uh, You might write down doing outreach to press. You might write down booking my own shows. So any of these things that come up, organizing my own music videos or filming my own music videos, editing them, editing YouTube videos, You can see there's like an endless amount of things that you may or may not be doing in your music career, depending on what your goals are and and how you've kind of decided to move forward with the platforms and promoting yourself and things like that. So I want you to write all a list of all of the things that you are doing now in your music career. Now, if you do have someone on your team already helping you, then you can create a separate column and write down all of the things that they help you with as well. Now, once you have everything written down, I want you to take a few minutes to circle or if you're on your phone, bold the things that you enjoy doing. The things that you enjoy doing, I want you to circle those and bold them. And then I want you to take a few minutes to look at the list again and 
maybe put an X next to or italicize or strike through the ones that you really do not enjoy or and or the ones that you you take you so much time because it's like you want to enjoy it and maybe you would enjoy it, but you don't feel like you really have the skills and you don't want to learn the skills to actually do it right. Or not even do it right, but do it like quickly and with ease. <laughs> so sometimes it is about doing it right. It takes us a long time to figure out how to approach it in the best way. And that's why it can be t- so time consuming. But other times it's just that we happen to be really slow at a task and we don't enjoy it. And so it takes us even longer and it becomes a whole cycle of just like not getting things done as quickly and easily as we want them to. And we want everything in our music career to feel easy and fun. That's why we got into music in the first place because it's something that we love doing. So that's going to be the goal of this episode today and this and this um, exercise to get you thinking in a way where you can create your career so that you are working on the things that are fun and easy to do. Now, trust me, and as a disclaimer, I fully understand that at the beginning, particularly when you're just getting started and when budget might be tight and you're not seeing a way to outsource a million and five things, that you're going to take on a little bit more. But there's still going to be a way that we're, we're going to figure out to recognize when should I be growing my team and how should I be growing my team. So hopefully by now you've done the exercise and you have a little bit of clarity as to what you really enjoy doing, what you want to continue doing, and then maybe some of the things that, you know, I don't love this if I could get rid of it or if I could give it to someone else or get help um, or get clarity on how to do this, then that would be great. (laughs) So I want you to keep that list handy as we go through this episode. So now as we dive in, I want to mention that the reason I came up with this podcast idea and wanted to record it was because one of my clients had been working with a social media team, a company who runs social media, and she was paying them each month and she was unhappy with their work. She was not loving what they were doing. Not only was the content not up to par, they didn't really quite understand what they were meant to be doing with her and how to market an artist. And also, from the back-end perspective, they were causing her massive amounts of stress because they were handing things in late, they were showing her things late, they were making mistakes, they didn't even know how to do their jobs to some extent when it came to some things on Facebook. And so this was causing my client a lot of stress, and we went back and forth for several weeks, actually months even, trying to figure out, okay, is this worth the time? And so that's often what it comes down to, right? It's like, is this worth my time to do it myself or to outsource it? And do would I rather spend the money to outsource it? One of my um, favorite people who speaks on money, his name is Chris Harder. He always recommends if you can get something done for less than whatever your hourly wage would be, then it's more beneficial for you to actually outsource that job. And then you can get your time back and spend your time doing things that move the needle forward more and that you enjoy more. Now, the kind of caveat to this is that if you do really love doing something, even if it doesn't seem like it's the most time savvy per se, or even if it would cost you less to outsource it, but you really, really love it and it brings you joy, then that's something that you can keep doing and should keep doing because it's making you happy. 
So as I was talking with my client, we realized that she was intending on outsourcing the social media because she wanted to, you know, not have that on her plate. But ultimately, because she was having to correct their mistakes and monitor what they were doing so closely, it was still taking up a really big chunk of her time to do this. So ultimately, it got to a point where she did let them go and now she's doing her social media herself. And she is crushing it. She is doing a really great job and more importantly, she's really able to show herself, right? And create her brand because it's coming from her. Now, this is almost a backwards example, right? It's like, why are you telling me about someone who invested and it was the wrong decision? But I want to start out with that because I think it's important to really just put it in perspective that sometimes we should do things ourselves, especially at the beginning, so that we know what we want and kind of how to do it. But then other times it gets to a point where we do need to take the time and the stress off of our hands and ask for help. So when you are looking at your list... I want you to also be considering what an average day and week looks like for you. Do you find yourself looking at this list of music tasks thinking, I simply just don't know how to manage my time and that's why I can't get it all done? Do you look at it and you think, there's just too much here. It's literally impossible for me to do all this. Do you look at it and do you think, okay, you know what, this is actually doable, but I'm not sure I could take on any more. Or do you think, I'm good, like, I'm good to go, I could take on more, we're fine here. Think about how you are approaching this and how you are able to look at this list and what it makes you feel in terms of time and therefore stress levels. Because of course, if you are looking at this and you are thinking, oh my god, it's so impossible for me to get these things done and there's like five things I wanted to add to the list, but I couldn't even add them because I don't do them because I don't have the time to do them. So that's when we want to start thinking about investing. Now, when we start thinking about investing, there's a lot of ways that a musician can invest in themselves. Of course, the basics are investing in someone like a producer and mixer or master to help us record and release our album. There's the distribution costs, and those things are things that unless you are an at-home producer, which you very well might be, might be the first kind of investments that you go towards. And that totally makes sense because you're going to want to have songs that you can put out into the world um, as an artist, right? But there's also other ways that you can invest. So not only are these in team members, for instance, hiring someone to do your social media, hiring someone to do press for you, things like that, as well as team members like getting a manager who you know, ultimately would be taking a cut of what you're doing. Um, Those things are ways that we can invest in ourselves. But also, especially as indie artists, we can invest in ourselves in things like courses and coaches and online trainings and in-person events and, and workshops and things like that. So I think that oftentimes when we think of investing, we think I need to hire someone specifically to do the work for me. But I want to give an alternate perspective, which is that you can also invest in yourself by hiring someone to help you learn the skills so that you can do it yourself and save time while doing it. So sometimes the reason why we feel like we have no time is because maybe you have poor time management skills or you're just not able to do this task quickly and efficiently, but you know that if you learned how to do it, you would be able to. So sometimes the lack of knowing how to approach something makes us feel like we can't do it or that we, you know, don't know how or that it's too hard. But really, if we just learned, it could become an easy task. 
Now, I'm not saying that every task is going to serve this way. Like sometimes if you really just dread social media, even if you know it, then maybe it is best to outsource that. I'm just simply giving examples of what may or may not be the circumstance as you look at these things and the options for investing. So again, you can invest in hiring someone to do it and you can invest in hiring someone to teach you how to do it so that you can do it yourself. So how do we know when to invest and when to not invest? Now, you might be looking at this list already and have some ideas, and that, of course, was the goal of the clarity exercise to get you thinking about what you enjoy doing, what you like doing, and how much you are doing, and the amount of stress it might or might not be putting on you. And let's actually start by talking about reasons to not invest, when we should not invest. Okay, so one reason not to invest would be that you like doing the task or project and you do it well. You do it quickly and you do it easily. It's something that you can get done, no problem. Another reason not to invest would be that you have the skills to do said task or project for less than it would cost you to pay someone. So for example, let's say that you are a producer and you have those skills and so, you know, unless you really wanted someone to bring a different perspective to it or to collaborate with, it wouldn't serve you to pay someone to produce your music because you could just do it yourself because you have those skills. It would cost you more in the end, most likely to pay someone to do it instead of just using your time and skills to do it yourself. So another reason not to invest is when the support system you have or will hire is not someone that you jam with and not someone who supports you. So why is this important? If you're thinking about investing, but your only option or options are people who you really do not vibe with, you don't get along with, or maybe you have someone on your team right now who, you know, you appreciate their help and you could use their help, but you're really just, you don't like working with them and they're not, they're not really supporting you. They're just, they're doing something and twiddling away. In my opinion, that's not a reason, not a good enough reason to invest. And it's not even to say that you couldn't invest in someone to do a job that you need, but you want to make sure that you are only hiring or bringing someone onto your team who you really trust and who you know will support you. And that being said, another reason not to invest or to stop investing is when the support system causes more harm than good. So this can similarly be someone a working relationship that you already have or or that you're thinking about going into who either makes you feel really bad, you know, doesn't really support you, is just in it for the money or something like that, or who is simply not good at doing their job. So thinking back to the example I gave earlier, the story I told earlier with my client, you know, when she first hired them, both parties were optimistic that they would be able to do the job. But unfortunately, after showing themselves and trying it for a couple months, it, it wasn't really working for her and that's okay. And so that's an instance where, you know, you would want to let that person go and figure out, are you going to just try to do it yourself or are you going to bring someone else on? But you don't want to be paying for support that's causing more harm than good. I know it seems simple, but a lot of times it's not as simple as that because often we're thinking, well, if I don't have them doing this, it's going to cut into my time and I don't have the time. But in reality, a lot of times when we really look at the situation, the stress that a, a harmful or a toxic relationship can cause weighs on you so much more than losing like an hour or two doing a specific task. Not to mention that 
if the person is truly bad at their job, then you're going to be wasting time fixing their job. And in that case, you might as well just do it right the first time. Am I right? Okay. So one last reason not to invest or when it's not the right time to build your team or invest is that if you are new to your music career, hiring someone like a manager or even someone to fully run your social media might not be the best idea because you could potentially be throwing money away. So what I mean by this is particularly in a instance where it's like a manager you would have to be paying that person for what you are doing. However, they would would be getting a cut of your shows and your profits and things like that. But if you're just starting out and you're not really doing a whole lot yet and getting paid a whole lot yet, then you would be giving away precious money that you could be using to invest in your career in other ways and also just build up funds again we want to think of this like a business build up funds so that you have some funds under you to support your music career and to continue to grow a manager yes while they can help you book gigs and you know do things like that a lot of times at the very beginning that's stuff that you can do yourself or you can find a way to get help with so if you don't know how to do this then, I mean, we'll talk about this in a second, but that would be a reason to invest in learning how to do it, but not right out of the gate hiring someone to do it for you because ultimately they could be taking a bigger cut and for something that's not really worth it because you're going to most likely want to save up that money and have all that money coming directly to you at the very beginning. And I know sometimes even so, it's like, well, I found my friend, they're a manager, they're going to do it for free, like nobody's making any money right now. And I would just be wary of that situation. I think that sometimes can be a, you know, talking about building a team, it can be a nice way to try to build your team to get people, friends and whatnot on your team who help you and who support you. But again, it goes back to making sure that the support system that you have is someone that you really jam with and is not going to cause more harm than good. And sometimes with friends, you know, they always say like, don't work with friends or family. I don't always agree with that. I really don't. But I do think it's something that you just need to be very cautious of in the first place. Because if you go into a working agreement with someone, whether they're bandmates or whether they're a manager and you don't have anything set in place, even if neither of you are getting paid, even if you agree like, any money made is going into this like music fund and once we hit this amount, then we'll like reevaluate. But even if that's the case, you want to have something written out and you want to be cautious because things can change. And if you don't set those expectations from the beginning, you can get yourself into some sticky situations. And I'm not gonna say more than that, but trust me when I say that I have been there myself where it, you think it's going to be super easy, but without setting expectations from the beginning, people sometimes get hurt. And then you can end up ruining relationships that you wanted to hold close because you just simply did not set expectations from the beginning. And that's where a lot of times this stuff happens when people are working for free. And it's nice, like, oh, I don't need to like invest in myself, but I can build my team without paying someone because my friend's going to do it or this random person, they just really liked me and they're going to do it. And again, all I have to say for that is first of all, evaluate, do you really need this support? 
As an indie artist, especially if you're just starting out, you likely do not need a manager. And if you don't know what you're doing in certain ways, then I would recommend instead investing in some program that will help you learn that stuff as opposed to just getting into an agreement with a manager. This doesn't apply for everyone. Of course, there are exceptions to the rule, but that is my personal advice based on what I've seen and experience. And then the second thing I would say is if you decide that you do really need the support, then be very cautious. Take your time deciding how the best way to get this support is going to be and what agreements you want to have in place as you go about it, no matter who you're working with, whether it's a friend or a stranger, paid or unpaid. You want to be very clear about expectations, working agreements, and how everything is going to go. Okay, so that's when to not invest and also my little rant on potentially building your team but working with people in a capacity for free (laughs) or in a capacity where it may or may not make sense. So I hope that was helpful. And now I want to talk about when to invest, when are good times to invest. Now here's when we want to think about really investing. Good time to invest and to build your team out is when you will likely get to where you want to be faster if you have some support either support with someone else doing it or support by you learning from someone how to do something or are you learning from someone skills to better manage your time and your schedule so that you can operate day to day in a way that you are getting more done. Another reason to invest is because you'll be building out your support team around you. So if you're feeling a little lost right now and you're feeling overwhelmed, that might be a good sign that you need to bring someone else onto your team to help you. And again, I want to mention that there's a lot of ways that you can do this. Sometimes investing in, you know, team members like managers, publishers, people doing your social media isn't necessarily what you need or want but you still would like a support system. And in my opinion, that's where coaches and courses are a really great stepping stone because oftentimes those can be ways for you to, not oftentimes, always, those are ways for you to learn what you don't know and also have someone there helping you in a non-biased way to get where you need to be, where you want to be and learn what you want to learn. And so it's a really amazing way to have growth, have a support system, and have extra accountability outside of what you are doing. Now, I really believe that there's always a place for both things. You know, you can have someone doing your press and have a coach teaching you other things. I mean, just for example, with my program, it's like I have people who have social media help, help, who have press help, who have producers, obviously. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't have producer, but... They have all these people on their team and they also have me and they also have me to help them get through the stress, the time management, to do goal setting, to get clear on that stuff. And that's not stuff that a manager would help with anyway. That's not stuff that a social media person would help with anyway outside of the scope of social media. So if you are feeling overwhelmed and you feel like you need extra support, but you're not even sure what that task might be, that is a great reason to invest in someone like a coach. If you know you need extra support in a specific area like social media or press, then that is a great reason to invest in either a course that teaches you how to do it so you can do it yourself or someone who will just go right ahead and do it for you depending on what you want specifically. So another reason to invest in your career, you might be thinking, 
honestly, like, I have the time to do this, and I kind of have the skills, too, on a basic level, but I still feel like I'm not moving forward fast enough. That is another great reason to invest in your music career. Because by doing that, yes, you'll be building a support system, you'll be getting some other perspectives on what you're doing, but more importantly, by getting that support, you'll be able to grow faster. So this is going to be a game changer because you won't be staying and doing things at the same pace that you've always been doing them. You'll be able to move forward faster and in a way that better serves you. And sometimes we are, we get kind of like stuck in our habits and we know that we're able to continue where we are, but it might take a while. And we want to we want to get to where we're going faster. We want to learn more. We want to get an outside perspective. And that's where investing would come in really handy if you are ready to move faster and grow quicker and bigger and learn even more in your music career so that you don't stay stuck at the place that you are at right now. And again, this can be hiring a coach to help support you and walk you through things. This can be hiring a virtual assistant to help you get tasks off your back so that you can focus on other things like writing more songs, things like that. So there's no like right or wrong way to invest here. I'm just giving you all the examples possible and all of the reasons possible why it might be a really good idea to invest. Another reason to invest would be to grow your skills. So this might be simply your like music or, you know, piano playing or vocal skills or things like that. Of course, that's going to be really awesome to invest in a vocal coach or a piano teacher or whatnot. And also to grow your skills on the business perspective, like social media, things like that, that we've already talked about. So there's a lot of ways, but if you are ready to grow your skills in any particular area of your career, that is an excellent way to invest. Because the truth is, you can sometimes get, you know, mentors to guide you. You can sometimes get people to teach you. But if you are paying for someone, you're going to get very, very dedicated and specialized support for exactly what you need and it's going to be consistent whereas getting that for free and not actually investing both time and money into it you're most likely not going to get like a higher level of support that's really going to help you forward so if you are ready to improve any of your skills what like I said whether it's musically or on the business side that is another great reason to invest in your music career So there you have it. Those are my top reasons to invest in your music career and when not to invest and build your team. So I hope that you found this episode helpful. I think that as indie musicians, we often feel like we have to take on the world all by ourselves, but really it can be super valuable to get help, whether that's getting help by having a manager or someone else like that on your team to help you by hiring an assistant or outsourcing work to companies who specialize in that, or simply by hiring a coach who can help you learn more, get clear on your goals and what you wanna be doing, and help you to move forward at a pace that feels good for you, and provide guidance in how you wanna be growing your career and the best ways to do that. If that is you, and if you're resonating with that point, and if you're feeling like you're ready for change, you're ready to have a support system, you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, and you're feeling like you know you can move forward and you can do big things in your music career, but you're not quite sure how, and you know that you could be more productive during the day, but you're not quite sure how to make that happen, then may I suggest applying to my one-on-one coaching program, which is now open for enrollment. This program is, 
the only one of its kind for women in music that not only helps you to overcome the specific mindset blocks you're going through, but helps you to get clear on your career goals and plan to reach them without the burnout. So if that sounds like something you need, if you're ready to really make a change in your music career and honestly your life, because I take things in a very holistic way during my program and we look at all areas of your life to make sure that you are thriving and stress-free and all possible ways, then this is going to be a perfect program for you. You can learn more about the program and apply by heading to bit.ly slash out to be coaching. So applications are only open for the next week if you're listening to this podcast live. So you're going to want to head over there as soon as humanly possible. Get your application in so we can secure your spot in my one-on-one coaching program. And I just made some major upgrades to the program that I'm really excited about so that I can serve you all in the best way way possible. I really believe that if you're thinking about investing in your music career and you're feeling lost and you're not sure where to turn or where to go, this program is going to be a great way to help you figure all of that out, create guidance, create ways for you to be able to do a lot of these things yourself and learn how to do these things yourself if you're not sure, and also to be able to get clear on when you want to bring in other collaborators, other team members on top of that, and other ways that you can continue to support yourself in both your mind, your body, and your music. So like I said, you can apply by heading to bit.ly slash out to be coaching. The link is also in the show notes to apply. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I can't wait for next week and to continue connecting with you all on Instagram. If you like this week's episode, be sure to screenshot it and post it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Katie Zaccardi and at out to be podcast so that we can see how much you loved it. All right. Have a fabulous rest of your day. 